0: From beautiful Ashland, Oregon, I am the Indian Emissary of Life, Caroline Raw. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Welcome to Spirit of the Dawn. We are in for a divine treat today. A magical interview with an author whose work and books help us to tap into our connection with our own unique signature energy, our divine expression and the magic that we are. Danielle Rama Hoffman will be joined by Toth to discuss their latest co-creation, the Tablets of Light, the teachings of Toth on Unity Consciousness. Within its pages are gifts we left for ourselves to unwrap and play with at this point on our journeys. Each word, each page filled with activation codes to awaken within us our own divine connection with Source Consciousness and with our own divine mission. I often feel the presence of Toth in my life and in my work, and certainly while reading the Tablets of Light. But we are in for an extra special treat today as Toth will be speaking through Danielle about unity consciousness. Danielle is an ancient wisdom keeper, scribe, divine transmitter, and a member of the lineage of Toth. She has previously authored The Temples of Light and The Council of Light. Her many offerings can be found at her beautiful website, DivineTransmissions.com. I am delighted to welcome to Spirit of the Dawn Danielle, Rama Hoffman, and To. Thank you both so dearly for joining with us today. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to being together. I've
1: enjoyed every interaction that we've had together and so, yeah, deeply enjoyed. So I feel like this is another opportunity that I know I'll deeply enjoy. So thank you.
0: Uh, Thank you, Danielle. We have, I think it was about probably 2008 when I first connected with you and um, always so helpful, always so brilliant in the work that you do. So thank you with deep gratitude from my heart. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is exciting for me. Uh, the Tablets of Light is absolutely amazing. It is an amazing book. It's an interactive, multidimensional experience. And uh I made sure to read every activating word. I felt like the book was written just for me. And I think everyone who reads it is gonna have that same experience. Bringing forth this material with Toth at this time is part of your divine mission. Can you share with us how the tablets are integrated into your being? Hmm.
1: Yes, well, the tablets of light actually, and this is in the beginning of the book, uh, were conceived or born on my birthday in this physical incarnation, and then were tablets that I carried, not consciously uh, until my 44th birthday so I'm 47 now so it's about three years ago when I became conscious that the tablets were there and started to unpack them with with toth and then yeah they it's and I think that's a beautiful example as well about really the heart of the book is that we each carry a mission that we may not be conscious of. And your question is bringing an example of that for me as well, is that I wasn't conscious I was carrying the tablets of light until I was, <laughs> and then
0: there they were. Yes, it's I, I really was very touched by that, how... Um, Knowing you for so long, seeing how much you've evolved and your missions evolved, it's very inspirational for me personally, seeing how much more becomes in my knowing as I go along. And I think that's what this book is about in a lot of ways. Um, I would love some background information on uh, your relationship with Toth um, and how he has helped our planetary world in so many different ways.
1: Yeah, well, for me, he is a a friend, a, a mentor, guide, partner that I really co-create divine transmissions, offerings with, and that for those that are new to Toth uh, or Thoth, the Egyptian god of infinite wisdom, the Akashic records, uh, scribing, architecture, many different things, uh, often shown as a ibis head uh, with with a man's body that for me I first came into conscious connection with him in probably around 1996 and then really started working directly with him in 2002 and i know that that can be like an a different kind of a concept for some individuals. Yet for me, it really is like a primary relationship that I have with Toth and also with the Council of Light. And to recognize as multidimensional beings that there can be that uh, depth of a a communication, a communion, uh, an interaction with beings of light in light, and sometimes I think part of the the message that comes through is is just that that it's doesn't mean that we're crazy or any of those kinds of things that these are very uh, actualized, concrete relationships. So. If It has developed over the years, just like any relationship. And the adeptness of our communication has uh, also evolved and accelerated. And that it really is a partnership where we co-create. And that the bodies of work that have come through me, uh, through Divine Transmissions, have been in direct partnership with TOTH. And that we also have this uh, agreement that uh, he'll say, what do you think about this? And then I have, I'll say yes, no, or renegotiate. And I think that's also important to share because for some in the the old paradigm, when we go into the idea of divinely transmitting or channeling or having a relationship with guides, there can be that echo that it's really like uh, I'm taken over by the guide and don't have free will choice. And in my experience, and this is one of the the pre-chapters as well in the Tablets of Light. It really is a divine partnership, uh, a co-creation, and a place and a space where I get to show up in my totality. And I think that's also the invitation that Toth extends in the book, uh, that all of us is welcome from the slowest vibration to our our brilliance. So, yeah, that's a little bit about my relationship with Toth.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. And I know that Something that you and Toth taught me years ago, and it's stressed in the book a lot, it's peer-to-peer. It's, it's uh, um, not one above the other. Um, incarnating beings are divine uh, beings also. We are also divine. And that's important to remember, and, it's, and a strong message in the book also. Wow. Um, I'm going to hold up the book so everyone can see the beautiful cover and can see the, the uh, the lovely cover and Toth, and in the book, I know that it's referred to as the Emerald Tablets. What is the significance of emerald in the in the uh, creation of the tablets as a mm. color? Mm.
1: Beautiful question. Well, and from the Council of Light book there is the emerald ray and the emerald ray is the ray of light that really is uh, also called the U ray and amplifies one's signature energy and so for me now there are all these nuances with the emerald color the emerald tablets which are most associated with as above so below as within so without that i often think of in relationship to the akashic Records, the records of really everything that the emerald tablets are uh, a part of the Akashic records yet not always open as much as the Akashic records seem to be open in my experience the emerald tablets open for a particular reason or to bring forth an energy and then they they um, move back into the background a little bit more. And so the color emerald to me really supports us being our unique, individualized, uh, divine, brilliant self. And then I've also started having a relationship with uh, emerald beings of light. So uh, a council of emerald beings of light. So for me, it's becoming much more multidimensional. And yet the tablets of light, this book is also from the emerald tablets of light and brings forward some emerald tablets of light that haven't been brought forward before
0: now or in a while this is thank you danielle this is this is something we uh left for ourselves as as a present i feel like i opened up a present that i left for myself in 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 reading the book and, interacting with the book. Um, That's something I really wanted to discuss with Toth and with you and uh, the whole subject of unity consciousness and our current evolution on this beautiful planet, all that we're experiencing. So often we're looking for clarity and we're often looking outside of ourselves. And I love how this book is about getting into ourselves completely and more and more and more. And I love that so much about it. So let's discuss old paradigms and new paradigms a little bit. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So I'm wondering if this is a a good segue to, to bring Toth in. I'd love that.
0: Yeah, yeah, Definitely. Um, Toth, if you would like to join us, I'd be quite honored. That would be so fun beautiful beautiful
1: okay so i'll just take a moment to tune in and invite everyone as well to tune into your signature energy your unique brilliance your inner
0: infinite knowledge this
1: is toth that is moving more into the forefront of this divine transmission, joined as well by the extended Council of Light, including Sanat Kamara and the stewards of the Emerald Tablets of Light and, and also the Being of Light that is the Tablet of Light book. And so as we're gathering, there is the circling back to your question of new paradigms and old paradigms and also your experience that this book was uh, scribed just for you. And there is the awareness of that bespoke aspect of it because you and each that choose to pick up the tablets of light that have been uh, left for each of you to find find in response to your asking, in response to your calling, that as you pick it up, you are the key that unlocks a unique tablets of light book. So even though all the words are the same in everyone's copy of the book, what then creates the uniqueness or this bespoke aspect of it as an environment is each that enters into the environment of the tablets of light. And so, to go deeper into unity consciousness and what unity consciousness is, it is also the awareness of oneness, of divine wholeness, of being in a paradigm of union, of love, of collaboration, and that the old paradigm of separation consciousness, of illusion, of fear, of doubt, of survival, of lack, is also a paradigm that has been positioned so that it can be utilized for rocket fuel for the evolution into unity consciousness. And before this conversation, there was the invitation for Danielle to reread the chapter on the evolution hologram or enter into the tablet of the evolution hologram, which is a, a few, tablets into the book where we go into this sensation or this broader context that the conversation is happening within. And what we would bring forward from that chapter, from that tablet, is also the awareness that there is a hologram of evolution. And then every aspect of one's life has the sum or the totality or the wholeness. And so with that awareness, it's not that unity consciousness hasn't always existed because the unity consciousness or divine wholeness has always been there, yet in the old paradigm of duality and separation, there was the seeing of something as uh, left or right or up or down or the, the duality. And so also asking and inviting all of the separation consciousness patterns, that which you may experience as limiting beliefs or... Uh, sensations of of stuckness to evolve to their next evolution in consciousness and there's the analogy in the evolution hologram chapter as well that an embryo has everything within it to then become the baby and and grow and so separation consciousness has everything within it to evolve holographically into unity consciousness. And sometimes it's like these patterns or places where one may separate from oneself are really waiting for direction or the invitation to move into the next evolution in consciousness. And as we're speaking about evolution, there's a simultaneity of that which had been active becoming dormant when there's an evolution or included into the oneness. And then also that which had been dormant becoming active. And that's, where we would kind of complete this stream of consciousness around the larger context of unity consciousness, which is that there is this this conversation or this backdrop that new frequencies and vibrations are required as there is this divine awakening. And as uh, so much of what you also are up to in this particular series of conversations or your show is also bringing in those frequencies and vibrations that are like the new water as one evolves in consciousness. So that's how we would open and Danielle is excited as well that the being of light that is the tablets of light has stepped forward for it's the first time in this particular way that she has stepped forward as a part of this council so we're delighted to be here and excited uh, appreciative celebrating and delighted to go in any direction that you are called to reflect upon or to ask about
0: Well, thank you all, thank you, thank you all for being here. It is fun. We are having a lovely party here today. Uh, The book we're talking about is The Tablets of Light, and we are speaking with many wonderful beings through Danielle Rama Hoffman. And we are being shared fascinating information that uh, will resonate very deeply with with anyone listening to this. Um, Something I'd like to talk about is oracular vision. And I'd like to discuss, that. that was a new concept for me. Could you, um, any of you, share with me what oracular vision is? Yes,
1: and oracular vision is also exemplified by the earlier question that you uh, had posited to Danielle about the carrying of the the tablets of light or the origin of the tablets of light and how she shared that the conception date was really her birthday and yet she carried the tablets uh, within yet not consciously until they were conscious so we're spiraling into the response because oracular vision is like that that each individual that would be um, coming into contact with this consciousness and it's beyond that yet we're speaking in this context of the tablets of light and this conversation is a pioneer is an innovator is a leader in the wave of unity consciousness or the new paradigms and we know that each of you who's tuning in that you may have different words and the words that we're using so we'd invite you to replace uh, the words that we're using with the words that also resonate the most with you. And so a vision is also like a way of seeing the world that is unique and that uh, at times it may be unconscious. It may not be um, awakened or having crossed that threshold from being something that is carried to then being something that's known and transmitted. And so that, from our perspective, is part of the treasure hunt. It's part of the fun. It's part of the delight, especially since there was this overlap of incarnating when you were born into the separation consciousness energy or the end of it. And then now bridging two paradigms, now living in unity consciousness. So that shift requires that the old tools that worked in separation consciousness, they they don't work in the same way they're they're no longer applicable it's not working or not working yet it's more like they they're no longer applicable because the frequencies and the vibrations have shifted and from our perspective part of our contribution and response to the calling is to really divinely partner with those of you that are called in the uh, larger evolution in consciousness via the unique gifts and talents and oracular vision that you each carry. So that word vision, of course, brings forward that one may have a vision for one's life, one may have sight, and oracular as in oracle and the uh, oracular vision. And we really go into oracular vision from the perspective of, well, it may sound like things that others have tuned into before, like visualization, yet it's not visual. Like we speak about a lot of what it's not in order to access what it is. And so we would just... uh, add on the altar of the, of the heart, of that space of equality, equanimity, to see if it's yours to pick up. Also the awareness that sometimes when one is carrying a, a vision for a long time, that there can be that sense of it just being so familiar uh, to carry it. And then there comes a time where it's time to become conscious of it and to bring it forth. And so we would also ask you how you would define oracular vision as you were sharing that it was uh, a new concept for you or the way that you uh, perceived it. So is there anything else that you would bring forward that we may not have mentioned?
0: Well, that's very interesting. It's just very, very interesting interacting with the book because the book is... um, at once comforting and challenging also. It challenges us to actually answer to ourselves and uh, listen to what we hear inside. And I think that oracular vision has something to do with um, listening more closely and being more honest with ourselves instead of trying to fit in, trying to please others, trying to be what others see, and to actually believe that we can be those wild ideas that we have, that wild dream that we have, when we're dreaming the wildest dream we can possibly have. So that's what oracular vision is to me. It's my wildest dream. <laughs> so um, we are here to, today gathered with so, so much beauty, so much love, but um, this is really... Every day, we're surrounded by so much beauty, so much love, and I think that's really important for people to understand that we're extremely multidimensional. Even as we sit here at our at our uh, computers or drive in our cars, there's a multidimensionality to us that we always are. Can we talk about that?
1: Yes, and as we mentioned, that the tablets of light are. An environment and uh, an environment in which uh, and now this is Toth that's moving more in the forefront in a singular vibration although the other beings of light are still very much present that I uh, Toth invite this uh, invitation to be in a divine partnership and to enter into the environment of the tablets of light from that place of equality from that place of really being matched from that place of eye to eye peer to peer divine to divine and part of the the magic of us coming together in that spaciousness is that the tablets of light is an environment that is multidimensional, where the reader is invited to be spiraling into more and more and more of the multidimensionality. So multidimensionality is often spoken about from this shift as well from going through from the, Dimension to the fifth dimension, and what some of that may look like, and how there can be the sensation for an individual that has in the past uh, had the awareness of the body, the mind, the emotions, certain dimensions that which can be seen to then be awakening to the awareness that there are more of these dimensions that are happening, and that there's also multi dimensional communication. So, one of the ways that we speak about multidimensionality, and it really is a theme throughout the each of the tablets, and each tablet is an environment that invites uh, coming from greater multidimensionality or the divine connection or source consciousness, is the spiraling into even more of the divine capacities that uh, that you carry, that there is the universal divine design and then also the unique divine design and the universal divine design has to do with some of what we would call are the multidimensional capacities as being beings of light incarnate, that you are each incarnated uh, in what you would consider a physical form, and that the tablets of light are an invitation to awaken some of those divine capacities. And some of those divine capacities are universal, like that you're always transmitting and receiving vibrationally Uh, and this is a kind of communication that happens from the level of frequency and vibration and then there are some divine capacities that are unique and and so those divine capacities that are unique also circle back to that oracular vision and part of what we're aware of for this particular group of individuals that's tuning in that the oracular vision and the unique divine design gets accessed from moving into greater multidimensionality. So sometimes, and there are a lot of analogies and examples in in the book as well to, to really embody some of these, these frequency and vibrational concepts into that which you've experienced that which you've imagined. And so as we speak about multidimensionality, sometimes we speak about it, like being a a building that has many stories. Uh, many floors. So let's say you're an 18 story building and that represents you as source consciousness as a multidimensional being. And we're just choosing that number. It could be more or less that an individual uh, resonates with. And that, that 20, that 18 story building in, in the old paradigm, it's like the communication was only happening from some of those uh, first floors. And then as one becomes more multidimensional, the broadcasting happens from all of, those, uh, all of those floors. And then the interesting thing about that is, is that in the past, there would be this waiting to be communicating from those floors only when there was another individual that was also communicating on those floors. And part of the tablets of light and part of what's awakening, and especially in this particular group, is no longer holding back the communication as a multidimensional being and the receiving as a multidimensional being based on whom is in in front of one, that there is that sense of stepping up to what we call the 50-yard line, showing up and broadcasting at that level, that full potency, even when it may not be a language that others are using or a language that others are speaking because in the speaking of it, then there is also an awakening that that's shared. So as you speak about oracular vision being that wildest dream or wildest possibility, that that's also what we would share in terms of of multidimensionality. That some of which um, those capacities may be even more and more and more. And more conscious, and oftentimes, how the divine capacities are most familiar or spoken about can be from the challenge side of a unique divine capacity. And so, let's say you have a divine capacity to multi dimensionally communicate with beings of light, like we're multi dimensionally communicating with you in this now moment. That that. Uh, what we're calling the duality or the challenge side, it may have in the past shown up as a very over sensitive, over empathic uh, capacity that there could be a greater awareness of what somebody else was thinking or what somebody else was desiring or what else somebody else was feeling, and an underdeveloped capacity of really tuning into what is within. And that's also why we focus on the internal realm and developing the internal the internal realm. And yet as the multidimensionality is experienced and the divine design and the unique divine capacities are experienced, there's even more of that unpacking. So one of the ways that we love to invite individuals to explore more fully is through creating And as one creates, whether it's a meal or a scribing of a book or uh, a business or a dance or a conversation, then there is also the moving into being a creator being. And so being that creator being is also a way of expressing the multidimensionality. So we know we're spiraling into that, yet at its base, we would say that our response to the question of what is uh, being a multidimensional being is that there is the awareness that each of you are beings of light incarnate, and awakening to being source consciousness. And there are several tablets of light as well that that encourage that source uh, cohesion and the the awakening of and the and the occupying of being the divine being of light that you each are.
0: Well, thank you for that answer. There's so many questions I have. I'm going to ask one that I think is kind of a follow-up. We're talking about spiraling, spiraling into things. Um, our DNA is involved with our journey uh, in really interesting ways that we don't really completely understand, but we, we're beginning to understand more. Can you shed some light on how our DNA evolves as we evolve?
1: Mm. Yes. It's a beautiful, beautiful question. And that one of the responses that we would add to the DNA is that the The DNA is comprised from the scientific perspective of the same letters of A, T, C, G. And the the repeating of those elements in the DNA creates like this inner library. And again, speaking from the scientific perspective, where the DNA is read from then determines on the physical planes, whether it becomes a, a a toenail or a protein or whatever it is, so this inner library of where the DNA gets read from, then also it is um, uh, reflecting like as we were speaking about the evolution hologram, and that the evolution hologram also brings in the awareness of a blueprint, and then a blueprint. then the form follows the blueprint. And just as you're talking about, and also what we talk about as well in the tablets of light, that the DNA, it isn't fixed. Uh, Source consciousness isn't fixed. Uh, God, goddess, great spirit, all that there is, the divine isn't fixed. There's always the expansion. And so part of the evolution of the DNA is also that it. Has within it what we speak of as light codes, and that the tablets of light are one pathway of activating these light codes so that then the consciousness of the individual can be read in a new place, tying in that scientific uh, analogy. And so there's a lot more we could share about that, and at the same time, we would. we would complete there because it is, um, how to say, it is also very much about that, what we would call a lock and key. So for some, the DNA is very central to what will unlock for the individual. uh, And for others, there are other, uh, what we like to call the origin source codes that are other doorways to unlocking and also being a lock that then taps into certain keys so a the dna can be a key that you as a lock unlocks or there can be other keys as well and we love the question because it very much speaks to what we're also speaking to which is that frequencies and vibrations are evolving and what's required now on a frequency and vibration level is also what's available from what we would call off planet that as the earth star has evolved and shifted into a different hertz uh, or frequency or vibration that she's jumped dimensions and then there's access to frequencies and vibrations as well from other galaxies and from other uh, places. And so that's also speaking about how there's a greater individuality or a greater bespoken energy of what each individual requires. And so the DNA can be an access point for each of you if you choose to be from the inside out, calling for some of those frequencies and vibrations that are very nourishing to you on a multidimensional level as a divine being. Because the conducive environment for you as the awakened divine wholeness self is different than the conducive environment uh, that was uh, conducive in in the old paradigm so that's what we would say that the dna is also an access point a doorway a pathway to be uh, evolving and also to be accessing those frequencies and vibrations that are required or nourishing at, at this
0: time thank you so much um we talk about off planet and we talk about um our, our experience on this planet is evolving. Um, I'm getting this question, and I don't know where it's actually coming from, but I'm getting the sensation that of uh, tending a garden, of Earth being a garden to tend, that um, which I, gardens to me are very sacred, so I think of it as a sacred garden. Um, I'm getting just this message there's other Earths that you tend, that there's other places like Earth or Earths that you tend in the same way yet perhaps they got different tablets in some way could you address that
1: yes yes uh beautiful so just as you could look at the earth or what we call the earth star and back to the dna and the the cell that the cell within the brilliant system of your body, that there are trillions of cells within what you would call your body. And there are also light cells. So they are the trillions of cells that you're aware of on the scientific level. And that within the nucleus also resides the DNA. And we we speak about this in terms of the quantum energies and also in terms of the awareness or the recognition of really the um, the how to say there's so much that's coming in that's gotten opened up from your question so we're kind of uh, tracking (laughs) a a lot of different things And, and yet as as you have an awareness of those trillions of cells and also the the DNA and then within the within the earth that the earth is also a being of light and that there are uh, billions of individuals uh, what you would call the the bipedal or, or the the human brilliant system that we would call beings of light incarnate that that's another way of looking at kind of the quantum or the subatomic level and that we there are exercises in the book to really go within the cell and go to the quantum uh, to to go to that space where there is only light where there is uh, that, that access point to all, all that there is. And so just as you could look at the trillions of cells within your body, and then you as a being of light incarnate uh, have all those nucleus, nuclei within, the earth star has uh, billions of uh, individuals that are occupying earth and then you could look at the earth like a nucleus of one uh solar system or one one cell or as you're speaking of the analogy of one garden so there is that even larger perspective and then what is happening on the earth star also it it is interplaying with the what's happening in other places and spaces so the way that we speak about it the most is really through beings of light that are a part of expanded councils of light that will come forward at times so the path of the venus light council of light for example is coming forward in response to this question and the path of the venus light beings of light really have the purpose of a full-on authentic expression and so if you're a strawberry that you're the most sun ripened juicy strawberry that from the path of the venus light cluster of stars the the hesitating or the holding back or the the separating from one's brilliance doesn't exist and so this cross pollination between other galaxies and other gardens it it expands what then becomes possible, what then becomes possible. So we know that off planet and on planet may resonate more or less with with some individuals. And yet the recognition that there is a, one of the ways we like to speak about it, there has been this opening up to greater frequencies and vibrations as a part of the evolution. And so evolution is simultaneously outgrowing something that was necessary that no longer is, and then growing into something that is uh, necessary or beneficial or required. And so that is like opening up to frequencies and vibrations that didn't used to be on the Earth star that now can be accessible. And that's where the inner domain, the inner connection, the visionary heart, the, the oracular vision that each individual carries within your own heart is a a doorway or a pathway to that. So it's a bit like import, export, and that uh, one time Danielle asked her mother what she experienced as the largest change in her lifetime. And her mother described that when she was younger, there really was only food that was accessible locally or uh, material information, knowledge, uh, relationships that were spatially locally oriented. And so this kind of opening up import export that, that she could eat food from the other side of the of the globe or or have meals that were from a culture that she never experienced and so that same kind of analogy is relevant here in response to what you're bringing forward is that the The import export has has widened to also include other multiverses and galaxies. And yet, in a way, and we speak about this a lot in the book, because we know that there can be that sense of overwhelm of out of the infinite possibilities, how is it that one chooses what's yours to be and do and have? And yet that also has to do with the signature energy, the lock and the key. So there'll be a greater sense of honing almost. a a decrease in overstimulation or the sensation that there's just everything to choose from and that it becomes even more honed, more tailored, more uh, uh, customized to what we like to say is yours to be and do and have nothing more and nothing less. So of course, your question was opening up uh, a gateway, a stargate, so that even more frequencies and vibrations uh, can be placed on the altar for each of you to pick up what's yours, nothing more, nothing less. And also as gates go both ways, there can be also the uploading of that, which is no longer relevant. And to know that even uh, what may seem like a slower vibrational pattern, that is um, something that you've learned everything from that you wouldn't want to send that to another planet yet it's included back in the wholeness back in the oneness and it can also be something that future generations uh, learn from so for example in the temples of light book the temple of Memphis we speak about this invitation to place your old story on the altar into the library of consciousness into the use section for future generations to learn from so that's also a part of what's happening in this potent group is there's an uploading and a downloading of, of energy and frequencies to become even more current with each of uh, who, who it is that each of you are in this now moment, including frequencies and vibrations that you may have had access to in other incarnations that were off-planet. Wow.
0: Thank you for that answer. That was amazing. We are coming to the end of our time together, and uh, I was hoping that you told us Tablets of Light, Venus Ray, Emerald Ray, the Council of Light, who uh, could share, come together and share some closing words of wisdom for us today on this beautiful day. Mm.
1: Well, where we would bring this conversation vibrationally towards the place of completion because there has been a lot that's been unpacked is with the tablet of light source cohesion and the invitation to move if you're called into even greater states of cohesion or resonance with source consciousness so that and you as source consciousness. So there's an exercise in the book that is the invitation to look for source cohesion. In the old paradigm, there was the habit to look for that which wasn't working or the sensation that there was something that needed to be fixed. And so this habit of looking for what's wrong is an overlay, uh, a carryover from the old paradigm. So we'd invite you, as you move from this conversation, if you choose, to have the choice to look for source cohesion, to see the source cohesion. And you may see it with your eyes. You may feel it. You may know it, yet to have that as a choice moving forward. And that will beget or garner even more source cohesion. So we would extend great appreciation and gratitude for each of your contributions to the evolution and consciousness. This is a divine partnership, not something that we could or would do without you. And all is well, light, and you, we
0: are all. Mm. Yeah. So this yeah. is Danielle moving more <laughs> to the forefront. Thank you. Danielle, thank you so much. That was exquisitely beautiful. Oh, just, wow, what? really special thank you for all of us who have shared all this with you today it's very much felt everyone's presence and the listeners and um, the beings of light and we're all beings of light all here gathered together is really beautiful thank you Danielle Mm -hmm. so deeply to all of you it's quite a beautiful uh, time together you're welcome you're welcome do do you have anything more you'd like to add um the book is The Tablets of Light, The Teachings of Toth on Unity Consciousness. Danielle, Danielle's website is divinetransmissions.com. She has amazing offerings that, uh, to work with her in so many different ways. and I encourage you to visit her website and to definitely, if you're called to, to uh, purchase the book and work with uh, the beauty inside hmm mm-hmm.
1: Yes. The only thing I would add is that there's also at uh, tabletsoflight.com uh, some accompanying material with the book that uh, includes a training with Toth and a guided meditation, a written transmission. So that's great material to have uh, in addition to to what's in the book. So that can be accessed at tabletsoflight.com.
0: Thank you so much, Danielle. I really Thank, you. This too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Deep gratitude to Brian, Zach, and Synergy for the use of their song Brace the Change. I invite all of you to visit spirit for more inspirational interviews. Thank you all so dearly for coming with us today. Sending love for my home tears. I am Indian Emissary of Life, Caroline Well.